Pelotero Pickle, episode 45. We're doing a deep dive on Shohei Otani. Tyler Glasnow blamed his injury on the slippery balls. Is that what's going on? And uh, youth baseball fight. What actually happened? Kid got pin punched in the neck. Let's check it out. Pickle, 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 episode 45. It is spin day for Major League Baseball. Spin day. Chris, how you doing? What's up, Bobby? I'm live on site post-production at Pelotero North. Doing a baseball complex. Just a quick reminder. We got a quick reminder. Send in your email questions to pickle at pelotero.com. We love getting all your questions. It's been great to see all these emails coming in. Pickle at pelotero.com send in your questions chris is at pelotero north i'm at pelotero south otani is going to the home run derby let's talk about what he is doing right now because he's in like god mode i think what the kids say these days he hit like 47 homers last week he's got a 270 ra he's striking out 12 per nine his 10 stolen bags like what this guy's an avatar uh you remember the backyard little league baseball game he got all the points. He, he's like a he's like a yeah. everything, right? Do you remember the backyard little league baseball game where you could pick like Joey or Tommy, whoever the kid was? I don't remember who the best player was, but that's Otani in backyard little league baseball. He's pretty good, man. And he's you know what's my favorite part is he's having fun. It looks like he's having fun. I think uh, one of the things I play with Kawasaki, obviously, um, those years in Toronto, and it's such a culture change to come from Japan to the United States. Kyle always used to say, and he used to say, you know, Japan very shooters, shooters, uh, serious, and uh, America fun, fun, you know, more fun. So I think Otani is really embracing it now, and you can see it. I would love to see him hitting the home run derby and go full sprint around the bases for a homer. He's really fast. He's he's really tall. He's really athletic. He hits bombs. Remember when before he got here, he like hit a ball into the roof at was it Tokyo Dome somewhere? He hit a ball like in it like. Like one in the roof. Yeah, he's an avatar for sure. Um, but I think he's just bringing to light the fact that there should be more two-way players in the big leagues. So is he? A, I think he's he special. Pitcher? Don't get me wrong. Is he a hitter who pitches or a pitcher who hits? I mean, whatever, like whatever, whatever <laughs> doesn't matter. He's though he's he, like Michael Lorenzen. Michael Lorenzen's a pitcher that hits, right? Uh, Aaron Hicks is a pitcher that hits, hitter that pitches, pitcher that hits. He should have been a pitcher. He's a golfer that plays baseball. Maybe. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's so right. good at golf. But how many guys? Seriously, how many guys could have? How many? How many position players that have? You know, if they just kept going when they got out of school and they were, you know, the closer. Like the kid, there's a kid in Nebraska right now who's like the, he plays shortstop and he's a closer. <laughs> So how many guys could do it? I mean, I think for years it was like voodoo. You weren't allowed. You weren't allowed to do it. I, I remember you couldn't get drafted as both. Well, it, I mean, there's an injury risk. I mean, even Otani had Tommy John. So um, the way they're using him as the, he's DHing and then pitching when he pitches and he hits when he pitches. But the the two way player traditionally has been like a shortstop. You can't. I don't think you could play shortstop and pitch. You have to be the DH and pitch. Here's a question though. Do you think there's more position players that could also pitch or more pitchers that could also hit? Definitely more position players that could pitch. Come on. Obviously, I mean, that was what kind of question? Let's be serious. 
Um, Position players are the best athletes on the planet. Who do you think who in the big leagues right now, or even you're you're getting older now. So guys, when when you were like in 2015, who was a guy that you think got some you played against that could have gone on the mound? Dude, Kiermaier throws a thousand. He could just, you could just put him on the mound. He's going to throw at least 95. He, he literally throws the ball one of what 102 on a crow hop. So he could get on the mound and, and throw the ball 92, 93, 94, 95 miles an hour, whatever it is. There, yeah. there, I mean, there are plenty of dudes. How much do you need to hit to be in that role, though? So if you're going to be a DH, you got to bang. Otani is banging right now. I don't, but I don't see why you couldn't be the right fielder or the left fielder. I, I understand. I certainly understand where you're coming from. You have to hit enough to be able to, to fill the DH spot. But in terms of what Major League Baseball is looking for right now about dynamic guys that can play multiple positions, the, it's funny. If you can play multiple positions, but you suck at hitting, if you just play multiple positions average and you suck at hitting, you can get a job in the big leagues. If you're really good at hitting, but you can't, you only play one position and you just play it mediocre, they're like, ah, eh. I don't understand it because the Dodgers, I feel like the Dodgers just throw a dart at a board to make the lineup card. They have a bunch of like puzzle pieces that adapt based on what day it is. Yeah, Chris Taylor plays second, short, third, center field, right field, and left field. I, and then maybe once they'll go to first. I, but this, again, I think guys, the Dodgers are taking advantage of something that for years in baseball was frowned upon, right? You were told, play your position and that's it. The same way you were told, take your swing and that's it when you go in the cage. And dudes are good athletes. And I'm not going to lie to you, if I really needed to play second base. Well, they had Muncie playing second base. They had That's what I'm saying. What is it? Um, what's his name? Beatty and McKinstry. And, Who's the uh, lefty that wraps about like crazy? He was with the Red Sox, and now he's with the Brewers. Oh, Travis Shaw. Yeah. Travis Shaw was playing second base. Hey, Travis Mike, Shaw. Mustache, Mike Mustache is playing second base. Yeah. And they're so not second basemen, right? They're so not second basemen. But the, I always said this. When I was coming up in Minnesota – and, you know, obviously Brian Dozier turned himself into an all-star caliber player. But I, I would say if you have a guy who – like if you have a guy who hits 25, 30 homers, right, or has a chance to, that's like a first baseman that's pretty athletic, why wouldn't you just try to put him at second, even if he stinks at defense, if you don't have an offensive second baseman? If you have a guy who's going to hit 210 with no pumps, like playing second base. Yeah. <clears throat> like what's the, what's the defensive run saved compared to the offense – Production. Yeah, it's, it, when when it was, I think what Chase Utley was really the, the first second baseman that really banged. I guess was like a guy uh, that just like, smashed. Uh, uh, Robin, uh, Robbie Kent. Alomar, Jeff, Jeff Kent, Roberto Alomar could hit. Uh, Roberto, Jeff Kent could hit. In those '90s, early 2000s, those were like the first guys that would play second base that smashed, and it was like, whoa! And they were way bigger than the the position. Yeah, it used to be like Jody Reed, it was Jody Reed and Mark Lemke. Yeah, like Mike Gallego. Yeah, it. just short dudes that could catch the ball really well. Maybe maybe they're switch hitters. Maybe they move the ball around the field. Uh, it was illegal to hit over 270 with illegal you know yeah with like if you hit more than five homers it was illegal to hit over 270 as a second baseman or if you hit like 15 homers you had to hit like 250 or less that was the rule at second base and now and then all of a sudden guys oh chase Utley plays second cool he's six three you know 200 pounds whatever it was the same thing as when the the, the garcia para rodriguez jeter generation came up like it was it was mutually exclusive 
Like you had to be Ozzy Smith to play short. Well, then I think just like Cal Ripken was the first guy that broke the mold as a tall shortstop. They yeah. used to be just short dudes that were really good defenders, couldn't hit. It's like, like they're giving up that position on the field. And then Cal Ripken came in and he was like, hey, I'm really good at catching the ball and really good at hitting. And then A-Rod, when A-Rod came up, <clears throat> his first couple of years in Seattle were stupid. Um, how about this, though, for a go, to go back to Otani? What does it say about Mike Trout from a marketing standpoint when we're hearing so much about Otani and, like, Mike Trout just was never really on the radar despite being the best player in the game? Yeah, I mean, it says people like things that are, I don't know, unique, different, new, foreign. I mean, he's global, right? Like, Otani's global. That's just – I think that helps the cause significantly. Each row is global. So, anybody that played on the West Coast that – you had the luxury of having the allure to the, to the far East. Um, that's why I feel like Ichiro stayed in Seattle for as many years as he did. So many of the Asian players go to, to Seattle, right? They stay on the West coast or they get signed by them and um, big Asian culture on that side of the country. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I, Mike Trout is good and he's just quiet. So he, nobody cares, but to, uh, how about Jared Walsh casually has like 18 Thompson sitting 295. Imagine if they had Pujols still too. They had good Pujols. Good they Pujols. Can't. They couldn't. There's not enough. Yeah, they could. Yeah, they could. Pujols could have played third. So Pujols could have played third. Uh, Rendon's over there getting paid a pretty good amount of money to play third base for them. Um, no, it's a win-win for for Albert because he got to go to the Dodgers. His OPS is like 850. He's hitting pumps. Maybe he's just a National League player. Is it just matchups? I got a text this morning asking like, what's up with 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 Dodgers pools. I think he's just having fun. I think he's just yeah, he's having a good time. They're winning. You get caught in a rut, man. If, if you're an older player, you get caught in a rut. I can see how hard it would be. Last Otani question. How much is he going to get paid? If he, if he stays healthy this year and he puts up a decent year next year, I believe he's got one more year. Is there one more year in the contract? I saw a question about this on Twitter. I need to look it up. Um, how much is he going to get paid? A billion. But my advice so Could it like literally one, a billion? That's not like a non sarcastic yeah. a billion. He's yeah, 20, a billion. He's 23 years old. He signed through 2022. He signed a two year, eight and a half million dollar contract. If you if you if you were a team, right, and you were looking at it from a value standpoint, right? He's your ace or number two. So you pay that guy 300 million, and then he's your best hitter, and you pay that guy 300 million. So is it out of the question for him to ask for 600 million? He's like, ah, oh, two players. If he makes 30 starts in a year and then hits 40 homers, is that is it out of the question to ask for 600? They're going to sell that many jerseys in like two weeks. Yeah. I, I hear, how about this idea? How about make him a closer and then just run him in from right field every night? Although, but that day he was late to the field, he couldn't pitch because he has a 42 hour routine. And they were like, no, you can't pitch. You didn't get to do your, you know, Zen Kung Fu stretching or whatever at four o'clock. <laughs> Uh, they blamed it on the Bart too, and then the Bart came back on Twitter and was like, "No, we were we were good." We're you probably blame it on the fact that like <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, it's I'm just gonna get to the field when I want to because I can." Yeah. In summary, Otani, very good, v good at baseball. He's he's doing special things right now. There but was he's one not the MVP. There was who is MVP then? Flatty. Tell you what. If Otani continues doing what he's doing, he has to be the MVP. 
is it possible for the two front runners for MVP in the American League to not make the playoffs? Yeah. Okay. I mean, the the Rays are very good. The Red Sox are pretty good. Hey, watch out for Gary Sanchez. He's warming up. He's warming up. He still can't catch, but he's warming up. Yeah. Is that the MVP? Because without him, the Yankees would be like 10 games under 500. They need to just DH him all the time. Probably. But they have a problem. They have 8,000. I just tried to say 8,000 like it was an exaggeration. Stanton's getting paid way too much to not be the DH. Yeah, he's hitting a little bit, right? He's doing Stanton things. He can't play the field, or he doesn't play the field. He's getting paid a lot of money to be a DH. I bet he he could dunk, though. Most likely. Remember, I saw him at the uh, the hotel at the WBC. His hips were as high as my shoulders. He's like, he's like Stretch Armstrong body slash avatar as well. Uh, Large. All right, let's move in. Let's move in on some spin stuff. I actually, I got like a sticky substance on my hat accidentally in my car. So if you can see, there's like a little dark spot right there. So if, yeah. I'm, if I'm going to my hat, I'm just getting a little, getting a little something, getting a little extra spin for the pickle episode here. Um, Tyler Glass now. <clears throat> had a pretty interesting lightning rod kind of interview where he kind of blamed his elbow injury on not using any sort of sticky substance. His argument was that he was gripping the ball a lot more firm. I got a ball right here. He was gripping it harder. It wasn't. You got a ball in your pocket. It wasn't an egg. It wasn't a baby bird. It was, he had to grip it. And then when he, he pitched in an outing in preparation for spin day today, spin day, uh, he, he had an outing and he said he woke up and he was sore in muscles that he didn't even know he had, uh, which I imagine as a major league pitcher, is not very fun. So went out in his next outing, uh, didn't finish his outing, had to come out. <clears throat> what is going on? There was a Trevor Bauer. Did you watch a Bauer video? Mm-hmm. I watched the full YouTube. It was like pretty long, like 30 minutes. Thought you made some really good points. Uh, the point about not having a definition of sticky, kind of a big deal. Um, there was just an article that Ken Rosenthal had out on The Athletic uh, titled, I have it pulled up, <clears throat> MLB's crackdown on foreign, foreign substances now comes the difficult part. And basically the, the article is like, yeah, somebody's going to get it wrong. Somebody's going to get banged for 10 games for nothing because just an umpire will arbitrarily Say, yeah, I think your hand's too sticky, so take a shower. And this all sounds familiar, like no, doesn't it? Yeah, there's no – This like, all sounds really familiar. Yeah, well, I, your situation is ridiculous because it was just fake. It's just straight up, like, fake. Yeah, it but so a, is this. It's, just, it, but, it's the same. But your situation was a sample size of one. The entire study was a sample size of one. So there's, like, no controls. There's no, like – there's nothing, like – to really anchor that like there is an element of stickiness where like you can go out and like feel it like i you couldn't piss in the cup right now and i could tell you like oh yeah there's picograms of whatever in there sure if you go and touch somebody's fingers like if you, if you touch my hat right now can you hear that yeah yeah i can actually see it it's a little it? uh it's getting dirty yeah so like now i oh i got a little extra tack right now i can spin. like if you're telling me that that doesn't increase your spin rate like i'm just doing this on my hat right now this is i think it's like glue melting down from my dashboard or something Perfect. and it's sticky on my hat and i just touch the ball right now and i can all listen all pitchers all pitchers should just eat a cinnabon between innings from now on 
And yeah, they're going to inspect the pitchers after they're in. I know it's garbage. So all these these crap things that they're doing are they they, they, nobody on the grass after they pitch. Yeah, like nobody's thinking about the, the nobody's thinking about the counter effects and, and doing it in the middle of the season. It is an absolute abomination. Just uh, just what a fucking miss. Like just full like full send mistake mess up. I, brutal, right? And in typical Major League Baseball fashion, let's just respond to what the world is saying out loud, which it's such a – it's a joke, man. It's a joke. It's literally a joke. Um, there's going to be more. And now when guys like Tyler Glass now get hurt, they can say, hey, I got hurt because of this. And people are going to believe him, whether they did or not. How the heck does Tyler Glass now really know if that's why he got hurt? Like, they he doesn't. Have, there's no but, way for them to track it down. There's no – yeah. There's so much exposure that yeah. they've created because now Glass now is going to say, "Oh well, you, like you owe me money now," or they're going to sue Major League Baseball. And what's going to happen the next time somebody gets Kevin Pillard and a pitcher's like, "I couldn't feel the ball," so like I don't know what to do. So like more guys are going to get hit. Command's going to go down. Command's already bad in the major leagues. It's already but, terrible. No, uh, I really don't think people realize how slick brand new Major League Baseballs are. That's like, why people use sticky stuff forever because the ball's too ball. slippery. It's a cue ball. It's like a brand new ball with, and a lot of pitchers are coming out saying that they, they end up dusty because they rub them up and then they sit in a bucket for three days or a week and all the mud just dries. So and there got, are no seams on the big league ball either, by the no, way. The seams are like yeah. super low. So super you've got this cue ball that's slippery and now guys – I understand. Like the only argument that I can like kind of come up with is they need to do something that's standardized in Bauer's video. He was talking about this conveyor belt thing where they're spraying some, some substance, something on the ball that will make it tacky enough or an agreed upon tack level. They got to do something. They can't just roll guys out there with nothing because that's ridiculous. Rosin, um, I was I was I sweat a lot when I played. I was always wiping my hand off when I pitched when I was younger. Like you end up like putting your hand in the dirt, trying to get rosin. You gotta you gotta get some sort of feel of that ball. Um, so yeah, like you said, there's somebody's gonna get in the face again. Somebody's other pitchers are gonna say they get hurt from it. Doing it in season is is they should maybe at least wait till the all star break. Like even that would have been just like a it's July, it's June twenty first. Hey guys. Yeah. New rule. No more. No, more no but new, new. Hey, new old rule that already exists. Hey, that thing we ignored for a hundred years is back on, starting today with no, with no like, rational approach to creating like consistency. No conversation. I like Cole was like, look, we're open to conversations. I, I, I this is the the biggest root of the whole problem to me is there's no. It, this false fight between players and league is just fabricated by players and league or like by PA and league. If you just put everybody in the room together, it would be much easier to have dialogue about it. But the league, I feel like creates the problem because they just want to, because say in my case, I would sit down with major league baseball. I'd be like, guys, let's get it right. I've said this for five and a half years. Let's just get it right. That's all we want. Just get it right. It's not that hard. It's really not that hard. If you have rational people sitting in a room that want to make good choices for the better, 
development of everything. Like just take everything into consideration say, okay, here's the business aspect of it. Here's the game aspect of it. Here's the human piece of it. And let's just figure it out. Instead, these just arbitrary decisions get made trying to objectify something for the sake of what, I don't know, the masses are saying or the 17 people on Twitter or what are we doing? What, like, this is why the game is being overhauled to a point where people can't even recognize it anymore. And literally, if you're chewing on double bubble and you spit on your finger, your hand's going to be sticky. If you lick your fingers with Who double that? bubble. Who was doing that a couple years in the World Series? It was so... Yeah. <laughs> like pushing it out and just wiping his hand But off. that's what I'm saying. Like, it, people are going to find a way to do this. And now, oh, across the board, ejected. See ya. Gone. 10-day suspension. 10-game without... A call up. By the so way, you're gonna cut the roster size. Here's what I would do: anymore. if I were deal, if I were a reliever that was dealing, right? Go and I was going either into ARB, or, well, ARB no, because you need the innings. But if I was going to free agency, if I was a reliever, like Ryan Tapera is a thing, that, a guy that comes to mind to me, former teammate, shoving, right? All and the only reason why he's shoving is because he's going four seam slider instead of the cutter that he used to throw. I'm like, dude, you throw 97. Why would you throw cutters that walk into people's barrels? Anyway, if I'm Ryan Tapera. And I'm going to catch a 10-day banger with pay where I can just go cool out for, like, a, a good 10 days, maybe get some golf in, go to the hey, spa, too, right? hyperbaric chamber. And I know that I'm going to free agency next year. That's 10 less days that I can get my teeth kicked in. And that's 10 more days for me to recover my body and maybe figure out how to throw this non-sticky ball. So I'll go out there the first time with a full stick of pine tar in my back pocket and be like, hey, I got it. Look at it. Get a get a new ball from the umpire. Take out a yeah. <laughs> ten day vacation. Thanks, paid. Oh, sick! I'll be in Hawaii chilling. And oh, when free agency comes, they're gonna go off my numbers from before. So see you later. Like, I, I don't know, man. It's it's so ridiculous. We've crossed the line from it was something I talked about to I'm so tired of talking about it to like I'm so tired of talking about it that I want to talk about it. I'm I'm with you on that one. Um, I was going back and forth with somebody on Twitter about this and talking about how Major League Baseball is going to try to scapegoat somebody, right? They, they're, they're going to want to point the finger and say, look, we're, we're cleaning up the game. I don't think the players are going to let that happen. I think social media and guys like Trevor Bauer and is it Trevor May on the Mets right now? Yeah, he's a big twitcher. Yeah, he's well, he's got a little vlog going out, too. I think there's too many former players and there's too many current players that have big enough platforms that they're not going to let that major league baseball play the, we're cleaning up the game card. Well, you know, what's funny. Very interesting I, I avoided. So I wish my situation had started now or the today's social media and presence by players existed then. Cause we, I shot away from it. I was, I was, I said, look, I'm not going to fight this battle publicly. I'm going to fight it behind the scenes, but that's really all major league baseball wants. Cause as you can see, like it is so abundantly clear that MLB just responds to whatever controversy exists. And it's such a horrible way of doing business. The UFC does the exact opposite. Dana White tries to do the right thing, whatever he believes in, and that is the right thing, and he continues to do it. UFC is growing tremendously because they're they're developing loyal fan bases. MLB is responding to whatever Johnny down the street said, and now you're pissing off every segment of people. It's unbelievable. It's I, I'm what a poor way to do business in my opinion. And, and you know, this thing that's been sustained for so long is, I don't know. Can it ever crumble completely? I don't think so, but man, oh man, 
like whatever. Just uh, there's a lot of lawyers and a lot of suits involved. There is uh, you ever see the movie Ford versus Ferrari? Yeah. So it's kind of like that, where like Ford has a bunch of suits. Batman and Thor, right? A bunch of egos involved and a bunch of people that are trying to protect their own interests and just get it right. And it's Batman against Thor in the races. Is that right? I don't know that one. Christian Bale and and, uh, Chris Hemsworth. Or Liam, Chris Hemsworth. It's not Christian Bale? It's Christian Bale. One of the Hemsworths. I don't know there's any other famous person driving in in that movie. Who's the driver of the Ford car? Christian Bale. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon is like, he used to drive. But no, Bale, isn't Bale the, he's the, he's the, like the lead character. Specialty Miles. car guy? Yeah, he's Miles. Ken Miles. Hemsworth's not in the movie? I don't think so. It's Which really different, different movie. Oh, I messed Rush. it up. It would have been, yeah, 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 that's it. That would have been sick, though, if it was Batman. Thank, thank God, producer Patrick. I'm glad I messed, I'm I'm glad I messed that up. All right, let's keep going with the, uh, with uh, MLB game-changing stuff. So Brian Price, there's an article in USA Today, and the, they put the, the article behind the paywall, so we're just going to talk about kind of the crux of the, the, the what that article is about. So it's basically Brian Price was a major league pitching coach, considered to be one of the top pitching coaches in all of baseball, and he just shut it down. He just pulled the plug on his career and was like, I don't want to do this anymore. There was a line in there that said something to the effect of like, I, I don't want to fight this fight anymore. And it was about how essentially the art of pitching was, is not part of the game anymore. It's just a very different product. And as a, as a more veteran coach just chose, like, I'm not going to be involved in this anymore. And it's stuff that, I mean, I feel like we talk about this every week, but the article was, was pretty cool. It was sent in by somebody. So I wanted to, to talk about it, but we're like, where do you see the game going? I guess like, the, like it's a pendulum swing, right? It, it's gone too far. In my opinion, I feel like it's still going. It's going to bounce back at some point, but like for a guy that's been in the game for a long time to say, look, I'm not, I'm just not interested in being involved in this anymore. I'm out. That's let's kinda... take it. Let's take it a layer deeper, right? And really, where I think the crux of the entire problem lies, and it's not necessarily the fact that the, the shape or the direction the game's going. The other day, I don't know if you saw when when Acuna got thrown out at third base, making a ridiculous base running play, like literally just a, an atrocious base running play. Brian Snickers doing an interview, and he basically and Brian Snickers one of the best dudes I know in baseball, and he makes a comment in the interview saying like Ronald needs to know better. He can't make that mistake. And everybody ran to Acuna's defense, like the whole world. Mercedes swung at the three Oh pitch. La Russa made a comment in the newspaper or to the media. Everybody crucified La Russa. The, the game there was, we, when we grew up, we were taught to respect our coaches and managers full paradigm shift in the game now to the point where, it had started trending that way where players started making a lot of money and, and they were kind of above the coaching staff, but there was still a level of like, if you disrespected your coaches, you weren't a player, you weren't gonna have a job. And now it's gone completely the opposite direction. And I would say that the, the coaches have now just become these, I don't even know what they are, to be honest with you. I don't know if they're translators. I don't know if they're psychologists. I don't know what they're supposed to be, but there's no way to fully 
educate. I would say most coaches are trying to, if you get into coaching, you're trying to really be able to make an impact on somebody's life and change of course their career through information or help or the ability to deal with problems that are arising throughout your career. And, and that's just all gone now. And that's why I think I'm watching stuff happen. I'm going, how are, why are we defending Acuna for a brutal base running play? When Sticker was asked a question, pointed question in the media, he answered it. Like now Acuna is a really talented player, but he, he, he made some bonehead mistakes last year. And when I saw Snit out in Italy, I told him, I said, I said, kudos to you for taking him out of the lineup when he pimped a single off the wall. Because these are things that, pe- like, you need to learn those lessons. Because if you don't have the experience as a player of being taught a lesson from the mistake, then you'll just continue to make the same mistake. Am I, am I wrong to think that way? Because that's, I would have made the same mistakes over and over again if nobody reprimanded me. But now that's, like, illegal. And, mm-hmm. and beyond that, now, obviously, you bring in the data and analytics and the tech. And I think that's what Price is probably talking about. But it, it's just, there's no, there's no, I don't know. It's just, it's different. It's, it's the player's and that's it like let them play let them play let the kids play great nobody's learning about the game yeah I, it was pretty crazy i thought to see how how many people on twitter reacted so negatively towards Snit, snitker or snicker 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 snitker, snitker. Um, it was it was a bad base running mistake like you're down by two he just hit a ball to the gap he was the minus even, one run he it was, was the yeah, minus one yeah the tying run was freddie freeman was the tying run coming the up. The MVP, yeah. And had already homered in the game. I think he was two for four going into the at-bat. So to get thrown out of third base right there where your run is means nothing. It's just, it's just a really bad mistake. And do you do it in the press? I don't think he threw him under the bus. I Like when I heard no. the quote, it was like, yeah, he made a mistake. He can't, like, we can't make mistakes like that if we're going to win good, like, tight ball games. Well, That's how I heard it. I didn't hear it as like, oh, Acuna – Blew the game. He didn't throw him under the bus. I didn't think, but Twitter was all but you know, about it. You know what's funny is I I saw a thing where somebody pointed to a, Swanson had like a similar situation. I don't I didn't see the play. I don't know the context of the play, and he said, "Oh, it's just a young player trying to make an aggressive play." Now, what I'll say about Dansby Swanson is, for the most part, I got, I haven't seen him do bonehead things like pimp a, a single off the wall and it, like it's not like a reoccurring problem right so like it's like when you're in school you have kids that make a lot like getting a lot of trouble and kids that don't get any trouble and and you you all, you're always easier on the kid that is doesn't cause problems that's just human nature and i'm not saying like he was harder on Acuna, but so, like somehow these lessons have to get conveyed to players or if not the game is gonna it's start it's starting to trend in a direction where all the thing, the traditional things that that I think people respected and loved about the game, they're kind of just drifting away, and that's why Brian Price said, "I'm out, dude. Like I'm done. I don't, I, like I don't want to do this anymore." And it's okay. Like I, I think he's he's within his right to do that. I, I mean, I get it. I'm I, I don't know, man. Like I don't I don't know how I feel. I feel strongly that there are things that are so different from what I learned and the way I was. I think just to respect older people and people that were conveying messages to me like when i first met ron gardenhire i was you know like a like a statue uh, same rich kedman butch hobson john gibbons gene glenn guys i played for that i, I just terry francona that, that was like an honor for me to be around those guys as opposed to just you know that feeling you get when you're around somebody that you really 
I don't know, that you really admired for a long time or respected. I don't know that young players get that anymore. So they, they just kind of take it, – it's like you, you, you ask the questions that, that you're trying to get the answer that you want as opposed to the answer that you need, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely changed quite a bit. And I don't see that reversing course whatsoever and not anytime soon. Um, I think the game needs it. Uh, and I, it, it ties into kids bouncing from one team to the next when they're not, not getting playing time they want or whatever the situation may be, they're not happy at a team. So like the transfer portal is like yeah. loaded with players right now. I love when people tell me they're going to transfer and they're in summer ball hitting 180. And I, I, I'm, excuse me. I, oh, you're hitting 180 and you're going to transfer because you thought they were being unfair to you at school for you not playing. Oh, okay. That, I get it. I, I told, uh, I told some hitters the other day, I said, if I was hitting under 240 or two, even 250 in summer ball, I would have been embarrassed. Like I'd have gone back to my room and wouldn't have talked to anybody. I would have been, I mean, borderline, like ready to slam my head up against the wall, trying to figure it out. I don't know. The uh, recruiting situation with the transfer portal being so out of whack, I think that the, the incoming classes are going to get hammered the worst because coaches are going to go fill spots with players they think can do a better job. There's going to be some players that are good that are transferring. Um, the incoming freshmen, the, the whole you, – you think you know the roster when you're going to a school? Like when I, when I looked up rosters when I was going through recruiting stuff, like I tried to see like – middle infielders what year are they how do i slot in it's that's over like that yeah. <laughs> you better show yeah. up you better show up being ready to be number one because and how about and how about player. this one show up figure out what those like the, on day one like see what those guys are capable of and then set the target in your mind that like i gotta outwork that guy and i gotta outdo that guy every day on the field and that's i think part of the issue is like kids are so caught up in their own stuff it's like oh yeah, I heard, somebody told me the other day, they're like, yeah, I'm getting the day off. I said, are you sure you're getting the day off and you're not getting benched? You're hitting a buck 80. Like, you're getting benched. Because if you're hitting 330, you ain't getting no day off, dog. Let me tell you. And if you, you ain't getting, getting no days off. You don't want the day off. Yeah, you ain't getting no day Oh, I got the day. Like, it's like, oh, like, who are you trying to fool, bro? Are you trying <laughs> to fool me? I, that, nah, dog, you're getting benched, homie. You better watch out that dude don't get three today. Because the next time you get the day off, it's going to be for a long time. Wally Pitt. You're going to get Wally Pitt. Uh, all right, next topic. We have a youth baseball fight. Did you happen to watch the video on this? Yes. So I have, I have some questions. My number one question is, where was the runner at the beginning of the play? Was he on second or third? What do you think? Because we don't – blacked out. I don't know. So th the reason I bring this up is, like, the video starts – with like the second baseman is on his hands and knees. So he like, he's fallen down trying to feel the ground ball. This is a youth baseball, like youth, this yeah. youth. Kid fell down, like the classic, oops, I fell trying to, cause my feet got tangled oops, up. Cause I... I'm not an adult and have no body control. So the kid is safe at first, as far as I can tell. Safe at first, yeah. first baseman comes up. Like, decent job getting your head on the swivel, like looking for the next out. Throws a kid out by, I mean, a mile. The kid's not even at the – he's barely at the cut. Kind of a collision, and I'm doing a play-by-play -play as I watch it. He kind of gives him a little, a, little, a little press. Catcher with the mohawk and the shades on, screams in his 
he's, <laughs> screams in the base runner's face. So the base runner throws a punch at it. It's like the side of his neck. It's like, where did he hit him? It wasn't a very good punch. But the best part was that he, he hit him like here. Right he hit him like here in the neck. And then all the dads come in there like, he's out of here. Like, dude, if you're the catcher, first of all, the kid was safe at first. Look for the next play. Second of all, if the kid's on second base when the play starts, okay, like he's he, he sends him. We don't know how many outs there were in the inning. Maybe it was at the third out. We don't know. If the kid's on third base to start that, like he should have been in the dugout having a sip of Gatorade already because yeah. that play took forever to go. <laughs> so what the heck happened in this play? No, no, no. Don't the only thing, none, none of that part's important. What <laughs> I want to know, the only part that I want to know is, A, why the kid coming home got like super offended that he ran into the catcher and decided he was going to throw a right cross. And it was probably because of the mohawk and the shades. And he screamed in his face. He like tagged him. He tagged him. And he went like with the hands down, like the hands down. Ah, which is not a good defensive <laughs> position to be in because now your whole face is exposed. So he went hands down. Ah, and the kid just popped him in the neck. Bad and then he punch. just didn't, but he didn't flinch. Bad punch. It just Ooh. wasn't a good punch. All right. Who's the worst to blame? Big Who's time Mohawk and Shades. He, he almost dodged a punch almost. Who's He's most to blame? Moving, Are you moving, putting moving. all the responsibility on the catcher here? Uh, I mean, the, the whole thing's unnecessary. The kid received it in terrible position. Didn't give him a lane. Could, we could have an obstruction call. Oh, no, not if you have the ball. If you have the ball, you're allowed to do whatever you want. He's standing in the baseline, and I guess he, he caught it before the kid got there. Um, the kid, it was like – it was weak. It was it was a weak kind of push. Never stepped on the plate. They kind of like squared up a little bit, but the kid. So the runner, he's out by a mile. Just go sit down. But if the the catcher should be looking for the next play. Do you think stuff like this used to happen, and we just didn't get to see it on Twitter, so we didn't know it existed? It must have been the third out because the pitcher's running off the field. So maybe like maybe there were some tense moments earlier in the game. Hey, how about this? Did you see there was a huge, there was a huge parent fight at a nine-year-old, uh, like they didn't even get to finish the game. Nine-year-old championship series or whatever. Was it nine? I thought it was even younger than that. Yeah, maybe sevens. I don't know. Some dad was screaming, "He dropped the ball! He dropped the!" Ball. And then the parents all go fought. sit down and like go on Twitter or something. Like go relax. But how about you just like let your kids chill out and play and let them figure it out, right? Like, let them figure it out. Why do you have to get involved in youth sports? Like, you know what? To some, in some, to some degree, I appreciate the fact that the catcher bowed up in this play, and that the, the player just turned around and tried to cold cock him. Like, all right, fig, figure think, it out. I think the whole. I thought the whole thing was was. I have no problem with two kids. Like you screaming, Scrap it. he's gonna yeah punch him in the neck. Go for it. Like, you're going to get ejected. Like, you're going to get ejected for screaming in his face. Go your separate ways and be like, all right, well. See you later. If I want to play baseball, don't get ejected. Yeah. Like, let them learn their lessons. Parents, like, storm the field, like, eager to get a kid thrown out of the game. Which, like, just let the umpire do his job. If anything, separate the kid. The, the, the coaches didn't come in there to separate the kids. They came in like they this. They came like, in to fight, to point, to point blame, place blame. So much of the world is about placing blame now. Like, they're just trying to put blame on people. Like, oh, it's your fault. Oh, no, it's your fault. Oh, no, my kid did good. No, your kid stinks. Wah. Wah. 
So it was the third out, like I said, the pitcher's running off the field. And he didn't even really like he just kept running. Like, he's, kind of stopped, he's kind of stopped and looked. Hey, speaking of like ejections. How, I did like how the catcher just stood there after, like, dude, really? You just punched me in the neck? Yeah. He, he just stood there. With like, my mohawk. Don't you know that I'm tougher than you? I have a mohawk and shades to catch. Um, <laughs> I, have a out, yeah. I have a question for you. Did you see Joey Votto's ejection the other day? Yeah. Epic, right? And the poor little girl that was there to see him. I'm glad they took care of her, though. Yeah. Like, who's a huge who's a huge Reds fan that lives in San Diego, by the way? Like, how's that possible? Baby Shades family in Ohio. No, the, the yeah, the mom is from Ohio. She's like, I'm I'm turning my daughter into a Reds fan. I'm glad she's becoming as big a Reds fan as I am. And, and then, then they go to the game and Votto just gets tossed in the She fight. was wearing her little Joey Votto shirt. I, I've never I've never felt worse for a little kid. She was like crying. She's like, Why is Joey not in the game anymore? And mom's like, Oh, he got ejected. But the, how, does that back message, to, how does that message get to the clubhouse? Uh Twitter. She went full Twitter. MLB, yeah. Um, so you could make the argument that that's a parent using their kid to try to get cool stuff, but I don't. We're not going to go there. Are we? I'm a big Joey Votto fan. I'm I'm cool with it. But oh, so the ejection itself. I was going to talk about the ejection itself. He so it, right, okay, whatever. <laughs> so he's what he's, he's so mad about. He, he no, he's mad. in a conversation with the third base umpire. Right? He was like with the third base umpire and he's walking back and the home plate umpire threw him out. Did he throw him out right away when he was talking to the home plate umpire was the one like, so here's general rule of thumb. It's like, if you have your back to an umpire, you can pretty much call him the worst thing on the planet. I think I I just knocked my computer over. That was Uh, all rich. Get me. So I said, just don't turn your head. Say what you want. If if I'm not looking at you, I can say whatever I want. I mean, short of like bad stuff about your mom, right? Whatever. And you always say I wasn't talking to you. Exactly. Like, <laughs> nobody knows the interaction that's going on. Votto was really hey, pissed. Terrible. Because, because I wasn't talking to you. Yeah, The home plate umpire was the one that engaged in conversation at that point. Just, bro, leave me alone. Let me yell at my third base umpire because I took a check swing that I shouldn't have taken, and it was close, and I don't like his call because I've seen calls go the other way, and now you got to get involved. And I'm already, I'm already volatile at that point. Leave me alone. He's mad. I, the, the, I hate I, – I've been ejected three times in my career, and all three times were when I was already turned and walking back to the dugout. Rabbit ears. Can't what are we doing? Just leave him alone. Let him, let him go sulk in, in his ball of misery. One of the guys that threw me out kept his hands in his pocket the whole game. In the You know the jackets with the pockets? The whole game. Didn't take him out. As a home plate umpire? Yeah, other than to get the balls to give them to the catcher and pitch. It's weird. I wish he kept him in the pocket for that too. That would have been better. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Post show. Uh, college outfielders playing super deep. I, I, I threw that out to Twitter. Threw it out to Twitter, and the, everybody's like, oh, the bats are juiced. They're not juiced. Oh, the balls are juiced. No, they're not juiced. I got a they're text. Just from, deep. I just got a, college, a, a text from a college coach about it, and he said, because we don't trust them, and it's easier. <laughs> <laughs> they make less mistakes when they play deep, so it's just easier that way. The winning run was on third base with less than two outs, and they were like, and Eduardo Perez is on the game on the it was the Vanderbilt game the other night, and Eduardo Perez is like, man, he can't throw anybody out from there. I was like, dude, you're playing like six steps in front of the warning track. You need to be like twelve steps behind second base. What are we doing? Well, the thing about, like, the the whole, like, you can't throw them out from there. Like, you got to throw the ball where they hit it, too. So, 
But you got to be in a, you can't be so deep that you can't get to the ball. With less than two outs and a runner on third base, winning run. On you third. need to play in the infield. You, like you if he's the winning run with less than two outs, you need to be in a place where you can catch it and throw him out. Like unless you, you have, you, a you, hand have you have to be able to get to that ball. You can't let the ball drop in because he's definitely safe. Well, no, but like that's what I'm saying. Like you have to be able to catch anything in a position to throw somebody out, right? So like if you're at average center field depth and you don't have a plus plus arm. Like, you're not catching that ball on the run moving in with enough momentum to throw a guy out from third base. Like, so, yeah. And I'll, but like the, across the board, outfielders are playing three feet in front of the warning track. It was shot when we were at uh, University of Texas for the regional. I was shocked at how deep they were playing. Everybody. Yeah. Just, I kept telling you, why is the center fielder for Arizona State playing on the warning track? What are we doing? It's crazy. Make a uh, play. No, at least we got that. We got to the truth on that one. And then uh, NBA playoffs, Blake Griffin's out. It's pretty sad. So sad for you. Uh, That's the only player you like. Well, I just I like rubbing it in, in uh, producer Patrick's eye a little bit, saying, hey, Blake Griffin's Who's rubbing it in now? Who's rubbing it in now? Blake Griffin's sitting at home. Coming in from the dark cloud over there. Hey, uh, let's just, take a it second. Was to... It was fun because you said he was, he was washed up. Uh, I didn't watch any of the games. Yeah, I watched like thirty seconds of the game. There were two game sevens. I saw Durant. I, I didn't watch either one. Durant like came with it that day. He just looked tired. The, the shot that he hit to tie it and send it to overtime was absurd, and he was so mad at himself that he wasn't behind the three point line because he would have won it. Game so of inches, man. I didn't see that. I saw him. So, I saw like the last thirty seconds of overtime when he got blocked and then he shot an air ball. How about very good last, last night? Durant and. Uh, who was hurt? Kyrie was hurt and Harden was hurt. So I think Harden played, didn't he? Hard, Harden played, but he wasn't 100. He was yeah. he was like he's kind of hobbling. He had a hamstring strain. Yeah, but he can go for 40 like that. Hey, last night Ben Simmons just turned down a wide open layup and got so called out. Everybody called him out. Doc called him out and B called him out. Like, how do you how do you not just go up and dunk the ball? Like, why aren't you thinking about score first there, Ben Simmons? You're a freak. Dunk the ball. He's thinking about score like 18th. You did you see his fourth quarter numbers in the last seven games? I think he made he only took like three shots, right? Yeah, he has three games. shots. And I think he's two for three from the field or three for three from the field. Three for three. No shots in the fourth quarter. Shoot the ball, man. The one the one where he had the layup, it was like he did the spin move to the basket and then you don't deserve it. to win if you can't do that. I, I'm full team sons. Devin Booker. I'm on him. Haven't watched a game, won't watch a game, but like I'm about Devin Booker because I watched him hit 100 straight threes at one time on Twitter, and I'm about that life. He rolls in every day with a, with a different car, pretty baller cars, like old school throwback style. Like NBA guys get paid enough to buy a new car every day. Yeah, but he's got, like, he's got like a 1989 Buick that's all like tricked out, but done in a good a way. A little aggressive, yeah. Um, or like a Cutlass. I think the I think the Bucks have to win, just like based on basketball like gods because they've been Who's good left? for the last three years. The, the Bucks, Bucks, the Hawks, the Suns, and the Clippers. Right? We don't want Kawhi to win again because he's he's already. I mean, he's won enough, and I, nobody wants Paul George to look good. Kawhi's hurt. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like you're I, I, I think it'll be Bucks Suns finals, and that's on. It's like a 50-50 series. I might actually take the Suns 
by a hair. Although Trey Young versus Devin Booker would be sick. He but I'm not gonna game. watch it anyway, so I don't care. Trey Young had a tough game. I just I checked the box score and it told he, me. Is it weird to me that he he like looks a little like way older than what he is? Like he's got that thin flow, but he's like 24 or something like that. Uh, he's young, but he looks old. His hair makes him look old. But he could, he could play. He's cold blooded. He went into Madison Square Garden and said, "This is my place." Yeah, that this, is, this is my garden. At, that's the beauty of the NBA is they all have like at least one or two dudes that you're like, yeah, about this life. That's why the NBA is rocking it, even though I'm not watching it. They got one less viewer than last year. I, I check box scores. is about it. Uh, anything else? Vanderbilt, I thought they were on the ropes. They, Kumar gave up three in the first, and they just clawed back and won it. Yeah, interesting. I, I, I think, I mean, it's – kind of wide open. Arizona played nice. They, they, they needed to score when they had an opportunity to. The whole extra innings was a debacle there. Nobody was scoring in front of the scoring position. Uh, good game, you think, though. You think they should go run around second in the college game? Nah, nah, no, no, no. There's too, too many bad things can happen to turn it into 23 run innings in college. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm about the college game right now, man. It's kind of like weird, it. though, when they don't put the runner on second now. Yeah, it's true. I'm full – like, I would love – Tennessee to come back and win it, even though I don't think they can. They were they had a scare in the regional. They almost lost to Wright State in their first game. Yeah, Wright State had the best offense in the country, like historically one of the best offenses in college baseball. And they gave up a grand slam with that whoops monster bat flip. Kid did like 17 cartwheels around the bases. I think if you if you bat flip bad enough, like the catcher should be allowed at least one right cross as you're coming out of the box. Right in the neck and then stare you down? Nah, chin. Hit him in the chin. Does that mean? Am I allowed to say that? Playing off the youth fight. Yeah, I know. I I knew what you were doing. That's it. I'm done. All right. Pickle out!